Okay. Um, let me go ahead and get the everything pulled up. Okay. Welcome to Glass Onion Minute. I am your host for this week, Ryan Murphy, and I'm here with my guest for this week, Declan Craggs. How are you doing, Declan? Hello, I'm fantastic. All right, we are at minute number 137. Uh, we are we are now sort of deep in the credits. We're starting with, it seems like, Marine Coordinator Ian Creed and uh, some safety boat divers, uh, which is very good. Uh, and we're continuing up through uh, sort of the beginning uh, or the end of uh, ADR. And uh, getting into uh, some of our uh, sort of sound quality stuff. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, anywhere you'd want to start uh, with with this minute. Um, so I think uh, we're at the point, aren't we? There's lots of visual effects. Uh, yeah. People starting to come in now. So, um, so, I mean, I just I found a name and I looked at uh, what else someone had done because um, it's always interesting. And I found someone called, uh, there was a person on the visual, she's a visual effects production manager uh, named Adriana Davies. Huh. Uh, and she's here from, uh, from England, um, which always makes me happy. <laughs> uh, uh, and she also has uh, worked on visual effects for Rogue One, Last Jedi, Mission Impossible Fallout. Fast and Furious 9, so no one's perfect, can't do all good films, um, <laughs> I guess, uh, and Jurassic World Dominion. Very so, nice. So, pretty, pretty, she worked on some good stuff, some big stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is to see, interesting to see how, you know, if you look up some of, because I, I think, you know, as we're watching uh, the these movies, either in uh, in the theater or at home, it can be tempting to sort of walk out near the end and, uh, and, uh, you know, that's when, that's when all of these people who, you know, work on all of these different projects, uh, really get their moment to shine. So, uh, it, it's interesting to have like gone through, I picked out, uh, what is his name? Jeff Krika, uh, who is one of the orchestrators, uh, and just looking through his, uh, sort of similar orchestration, uh background is really interesting because there's a lot that uh he had worked on that was uh let me see here uh you know the marvels uh the flash the super mario brothers movie hocus pocus 2 werewolf by night like i don't know i i'm i am really impressed with just you know the the <laughs> i guess the work history of uh of folks in this part of the credits. Yeah, I so, think I imagine that if I worked on a film, so I was, you know, if so I was in visual effects or whatever it might be, and my name was on the credits, and but just generally, I think if I went to the cinema with someone, even if I hadn't worked on that film, I'd be like, no, you will sit till the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's because uh, they um they're muchly forgotten, aren't they? The people that work yeah. on the on the films. 
it is sort of it's interesting how you know our sort of societal behavior towards the credit changed with uh you know sort of the inclusion of more uh mid and post credit scenes uh just sort of incentivizing hey you should stay in the credits and you know if you do you get a chance to see that the pro tools recordist was dan hayden so uh good work dan hayden uh and that there was a librarian named dave mage dave hage either way that rules <laughs> so uh it, it's interesting how we've started to do that more. And I know that, you know, personally, um, I feel like I feel this with video games. Uh, a lot of the times when you get to the end of a video game, I like it gives you an option to skip the credits, but it also feels like if you're doing that, you're ignoring all the hard work these people did. And so I tend to not. I tend to just sit there and like let, you know, let's find out a little bit more about Conductor Cliff Masterson. Yeah, I am. Um... I'll admit, until uh thing, you know, like your Marvel films with your end and mid credit scenes, I wouldn't yeah. have even thought to sit through credits. Um Yeah, yeah. But since so that's thanks to Marvel really, isn't it? So since they've uh yeah. they've really they've been doing that, um I tend to, yeah, just see it through a bit longer these days. Yeah. I mean, even if you're not going to stick around, it is there like we've got that sort of built in uh, concern that like, oh, do I have to stick around for the credits uh, that I think prompts more of us to do that? It's interesting, I guess, how uh, that has sort of flipped on its head from uh, if you look at, you know, sort of older movies in the uh, I don't even know what era, like 60s, I guess, is what I'm thinking, um, where a lot of those had front-loaded credits, so it's, you know, here's the title card, and then we're going to do all of the credits, and only then will you get your movie. But for right now, we're going to sit and find out about the ADR mixers. I guess probably not the ADR mixers in the 60s, but you get what I'm saying here. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I guess there's more people work on films now, isn't there? That's part that of is, it. That I, is a good point, yeah. I mean, I, I looked mean, at... Um, it might not have been in this minute. They all sort of it blurs a little bit, but there was, sure, there was there was one where it was just like drivers, and there was about I don't know, there must have been like forty drivers or something listed, or fifty, and that's just yeah. for that one. And just uh, there's an immense amount of people that work on these films. Like I can't even th- I don't know that many people. You know what I mean? The amount of people right, that work on yeah. these films. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, scrolling back through a little bit, I found that there were eight water taxi operators. And I don't even know how many drivers. There's so many drivers. Yeah, Yeah, it it is wild just how many uh, individuals it takes to put together something like this. Yeah, and and lots of the... I mean, I'll admit, when you read some of the roles that that are carried out, you think, I don't even know what that is. Um, oh yeah, sound, yeah. Sa- sounds made up, but I'm sure it's not. Yeah, yeah, but there are, you know, you you dig back through, and it's you know things that you don't quite think about. I mean, in this minute, we've also got COVID testing coordinators, health and safety monitors, set medics, uh, all very important. All, uh, you know, there's a lot I do uh, in my uh, in my day job that that deals with health and safety, so. Good to see them getting a call out. Uh, 
And there's also apologies for the the delay here. I, I as I was scrolling through this minute, I saw something. Uh, three people who are credited as Bergman's flying mules. I don't, I don't uh, know if you caught that in there. I don't um, remember seeing it, but I'm intrigued. It, it seems to be, uh, you know, the uh, one of the producers, uh, Ram Bergman. Um, I, I believe just uh, people who were sort of, uh, you know, acting as, uh, you know, I, I, I guess either running things around, maybe actually piloting something. Uh, I am not sure, uh, but very interesting. And what, what, what they refer to again? Uh, Bergman's Flying Mules. That sounds They're, like a superhero team, doesn't it? It, it does. It does. I don't. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a possibility that you know if you get on the wrong side of Ben Kramer, Madeline Jordan, and Dan Watson, things will not go your way. Uh, at the very least, you'll have to answer to Bergman. Uh, so yeah, just like so many different roles, as you mentioned, uh, you know, Jerry catering. Uh, we've got data wranglers. We've got uh, you know production assistants. Uh, we have in this minute the uh, the credit for the person who did the reproduction of the Mona Lisa. Um, yes, yes, I saw that. Yeah, as well as uh, you know, ice sculptor. Um, so yeah, just a really uh, I don't know. I I think you know this is increasing even as we're doing this. It's increasing my appreciation for all these people that. Uh, we're able to put this together into uh, a pretty seamless product that, you know, I can, you know, come in and just spend two hours and say, all right, well, you know, get a whole experience out of it. But yeah, it makes you, um, it makes you think, doesn't it? Because this film doesn't feel like one. I mean, you have a lot of films where you think, God, there must be a lot of people involved in making this where it's, you know, yeah. where they're action-packed, they're all over, they're in loads of different countries and, you know, all yeah. sorts. Um, and this, which you feel like is a fairly uh, small film in terms of you don't feel like they're going very far. A lot of the shots, they're just sitting in a room and, and talking and yeah. and that sort of thing. You don't uh, really imagine this, so it would need as many people, but obviously it does. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, you know, <clears throat> you think for something like like a, like a Marvel movie where you have a lot of effects going on uh, or something where you've got, you know, travel from different from all of these different locations and, and all of this. Uh, I guess we probably tend to correlate like the number of actors we see on screen with the number of people who are working on the movie and you know, this is sort of demonstrating that that is not a good corollary. Uh, there are quite a lot of folks. Um, yeah. Including uh, <clears throat> later in this, uh, Sam Witwer uh, did additional voices, as did Matthew Wood. So kind of interesting to see uh, where where they pop up. Where uh, I mean, I think of Sam Witwer as uh, Darth Maul. So... <laughs> Uh, I'm kind yeah, of curious. I saw the addition. I saw the additional voices, and I was, you know, I was thinking, I wonder what those additional voices were, because um, it's not like there's a lot of, I don't know, background talking or I don't know anything right, like that. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess there's like the one party scene early in the movie, but there's not a lot of like, you know, people they're walking by on the street. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty closed off. Um, and, and I mean, even you know, in the closed off nature of it, I was thinking like, oh, I basically know it's it's basically everyone we see, and then Joseph Gordon Levitt saying dong, and that's pretty much the cast. Uh, but yeah, uh, quite a number of people who were doing additional work. Um, that seems to have been mixed in seamlessly. I'm sure. I'm sure it has uh, gone very well. So, uh, anything uh, you wanted to get to, uh, sort of before we wrap up this minute? I think is it this minute again? If if I'm wrong, you can tell me to go away and save it for the next minute. <laughs> um, but is, is this the minute where we see uh, refers to Skywalker sound? I believe we get that, uh, yeah, uh, in this minute, that, that some of this was recorded at post-production sound services at Skywalker Sound. Yes, that's it. Um, so I looked up, I was looking up Skywalker Sound and how many films, obviously, they were involved in, and the answer is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of. It, yeah, the the uh, it seems as though s- the sound was mostly, uh, and that I guess just gets back to um, sort of how spread out these productions are. You know, the sound services are being done in California. Uh, the score is being recorded at Abbey Road Studios. Uh, you've just got quite a lot going on, uh, and I, I wonder, you know, is that sort of. Uh, is the name Skywalker Sound or Abbey Road Studios? Are they just the the Jerry's catering uh, of you know these little podunk towns in uh, California and London? Uh, can they live up to Jerry catering? Uh, I don't know. So... I don't think anyone or anything can live yeah, up yeah. Uh, Jerry catering, but they can <laughs> try for sure. Yeah, they're not. They haven't quite achieved that uh, sort of uh, mononym. Sort of like it's Cher, it's Jerry, it's uh, you know Zendaya. Uh, but maybe, maybe one day Skywalker Sound will get there. So, uh, all right, that is uh, it for our episode uh, minute one thirty-seven. Uh, I want to say thank you very much to uh, to those of you who are listening. If you could take a moment to. Uh, rate and review the podcast wherever you're finding it. Uh, we have uh, accounts on X, uh, formerly Twitter, and uh, Facebook, if you'd like to join there. And then there's, of course, like the wider uh, Movies by Minute uh, universe, which, uh, you know, there's just so much going on there. Uh, so many different projects. So uh, please take a moment to check that out. And we will see you again tomorrow for another Glass Onion Minute. Mm-hmm.